Very, very special episode of Locked On New York Rangers. I'm basically just going to sit here and read your stories of where you were, who you were with, and how you reacted when Derek Stepan scored in overtime in Game 7 against the Washington Capitals back in 2015. Plus, Alexi Lafreniere comments on his contract situation. All this and more on today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 885 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And we are, of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, yeah, today uh, the episode's uh, going to be very simple. I'm just going to basically sit back, relax, and read some stories that you guys have shared with me about where you were, where you were, who you were with, and what you were doing, and how you reacted when Derek Stepan scored in 2015 Game 7 overtime against the Washington Capitals in the second round to eliminate the Caps and go to the Eastern Conference Final. Uh, unfortunately, the ultimate story doesn't have a happy ending, but for that night at least, uh, just a phenomenal time to be a Ranger fan. And obviously, Game 7 overtime, you're just on pins and needles. Uh, it's a borderline miserable experience, but then you get the win and, um, you know, it's just glorious. It, it, it really does not get much better than that uh, when it comes to being a fan of this sport and of this team, the New York Rangers. Uh, they are, they do have three game seven overtime wins, you know, obviously Stepan and Panarin and Matto. So, you know, we've had our moments as fans over the years. And uh, obviously this is one of the big ones, Derek Stepan scoring in overtime to beat the Caps. But let's go ahead and start with a story from Colt. Hey, John. I have a funny story about the whole Derek Stepan Game 7. Growing up, I didn't have cable for a large portion of my childhood, which ended a couple of years into high school. I first saw the Rangers won that Game 7 on my very first smartphone via the Rangers' Facebook page. The next day before I went to track and field practice, I walked to my grandparents' house and stole the sports section of our regional paper where I live from them as they aren't sports fans and were glad that part of the paper was being used. I read the paper about that game seven and was like, damn, if only we had a TV to watch it. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I mean, look, obviously uh, you got to enjoy it in your own way, but yeah, having a TV probably would have come in handy uh, that night. I mean, I guess by that same token, you know, watching these games and again, it's, it's basically as a hockey fan, it's what you live for, but it's also what you dread. I mean, your team facing elimination in a playoff game is nerve-wracking enough, but then you're in overtime in a game seven and everything's on the line. So I suppose you were able to find out in your own way and then obviously uh, bask in the afterglow the next day and get to read the sports section. Uh, so that's awesome to hear. Very cool story from Colt. We've also got a story here from Abe. Abe says, Hey, John, so my story for Derek Stepan's Game 7 winner isn't crystal clear, but from what I remember, it was me and my dad watching in our living room in absolute silence the whole time. During most games, we keep silent, but for this game, we were somehow even more quiet. We'd throw a few comments every now and then, but the whole time was just more silence. I remember that offensive draw and watching the puck get up high to the blue line, then Girardi's slap shot and that rebound getting to Stepan. When we saw that puck go in, me and my dad just erupted, knowing that the game was won and that we had some relief. I was so happy that not only did we win, but that also my favorite player was the guy who did it. 
I was always a big fan of Stepan, and I was a massive supporter of his tenure as a Ranger because I felt he was our one center. Uh, to this day, I would still get heated that people didn't consider him a quote-unquote real number one center. He meant a lot to the team, and in that moment, he proved his importance by getting it done when it mattered. I can still remember his unfortunate end to his tenure in New York with that trade to Arizona for the seventh pick. At first, I was super opposed to the trade, but I knew the circumstances of his contract and the team needing to rebuild was inevitable. And I just remember basically going through all the steps of grieving, knowing my favorite player was gone, especially looking back at the trade now with hindsight, because good Lord, it has to be one of the worst deals in recent team history. But I still stayed a fan of his, and even though the chances of it happening are very slim, I would love for a reunion of him and the Rangers if it comes at a cheap cost and he can still be an effective defensive fourth-line center. Plus, it would give me reason to wear my Stepan Heritage jersey more often. Thanks for doing this because this was a really fun memory to reminisce about, and let's go Rangers. And yeah, man, I mean, it, it's a ton of fun. I just love hearing stories like this. You know, everybody, everybody's watching with somebody different and reacting in a different way, but that's cool that you got to watch with your dad. As far as, you know, the Rangers and a step-on reunion, uh, I think I talked about that a little bit in the offseason. We were looking at free agents to be, and obviously I knew that the Rangers had precious little cap space to work with. Uh, now that they've kind of filled out their roster and they've added a couple of fourth-line type players, guys like Bonino, guys like Tyler Pitlick, I can't see it happening. And uh, for the record, I'm almost positive when Abe sent this uh, this note to me, it was before free agency even started. So obviously we had no way of knowing that, um, you know, the Rangers would fill out the bottom portions of their roster there. But yeah, Derek Stepan right now still unsigned. Uh, it's unfortunate that, you know, his, his career is kind of, uh, you know, falling off a little bit. He is just 33 years old and you know, the fact that he's unsigned, that's not really all that concerning. There's a lot of players that are unsigned right now, but um, you know, coming off of a couple of, uh, you know, just so-so seasons with the Canes and, you know, his uh, his best value to a team right now is exactly what Abe said right here, a fourth-line center that's, uh, you know, a defensive-minded center and somebody that can, uh, uh, you know, do some work on the penalty kill as well. Um, but obviously, yeah, this, this is a really cool story, and I think that's something else that is really uh, tough about playoff overtime is the game can end in a blink of an eye or you could be having breakfast when the game ends. You know, it could go all night, uh, three overtimes, four overtimes, five overtimes, so, yeah, I mean, obviously, it was nice to see the Rangers win this fairly early in the overtime period and save us all, all a whole bunch of agony and uh, punch their ticket to the Eastern Conference Final. And as far as Derek Stepan being a first-line center, yeah, I mean, I think he, uh, you know, would, would I put him in the same category as Mika Zibanejad? No, I wouldn't, but I feel like that Ranger team, that's what was so unique about that team. I felt like that team, though they didn't really have, like, a true bonafide, like, big-time superstar player, um, I mean, Lundqvist, obviously, but I'm talking about skaters. Uh, it felt like they, as far as the forwards are, were concerned, they almost had like four second lines, if that makes sense. You know, nobody that's really going to you know carry a team offensively, but a lot of depth, you know, guys up and down the lineup that could chip in offensively and a lot of whom had very well-rounded games. I think Derek Stepan uh, certainly was a great example of that. Of that. He was one of those players for sure. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, you know what? Hey, you got the heritage Jersey for Derek Stepan. break that out anyway. You know, why not? Why not? He was, he was a great ranger while he was here, uh, lasted seven years, which every time I look at like career numbers of players, there's always a couple stats that will surprise you. The fact that Derek Stepan was here for seven years, surprising a bit, but yeah, man, he did a heck of a job. And obviously whatever happens, uh, the rest of the way in his career, he'll always have this moment, you know, one of the big goals in ranger history. So we're going to keep everything rolling in just a second. Obviously, got more stories to get to here. And I also want to comment a little bit on Alexi Lafreniere's comments regarding uh, his next contract with the New York Rangers. We're going to do all that fun stuff in just a second. But first, 
we do have to let everybody know today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by FanDuel. Football season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and you'll get bonus bets for every victory. You can use your bonus points on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Take some time to visit FanDuel and include all the bets that you think you're going to win. Let us know about it. Let us hear about it. Once again, go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. All right, and we just want to thank you guys, as always, for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And for the everydayers, I know, you know, we're we're kind of uh, zeroing in on opening night, and we want these next couple of months to fly by here, but we're not slowing down at all on Locked On New York Rangers. We're going to continue with our off-season series of best and worst-case scenarios uh, for every single player. It's just what it sounds like. I take a look at every single uh, New York Ranger player that I think will be on the opening night roster. And I basically just go through all the best case and worst carry case things that could happen uh, with every single player uh, for this upcoming season. So definitely looking forward to continuing that series. Uh, also going to work on lining up a couple guests for you guys where you keep tabs on Alexi Lafreniere, all that fun stuff. Probably a couple uh, crossover episodes as well with some of the other locked on hosts. Definitely looking forward to that. And one other thing I want to do today, obviously, you know, I'm reading all these stories as far as, uh, you know, the um, the Rangers, obviously, um, the, the stories that you guys have shared with me of Derek Stepan winning the series against the Capitals, Game 7 overtime. But I also want to share a couple of clips from that goal. And my understanding is I can't, you know, show, like, TV footage from that goal. You know, it's a whole rights thing and everything. But what I can do, and what I think might be even better for something like this, I can show clips from YouTube that fans have uploaded. Because obviously... A lot of fans in the building that night. I'm sure it was sold out without even looking it up. Um, but yeah, you know, Derek Stepani scores the goal. And a lot of people have their phones out. They're recording. They're anticipating that the game-winning goal might be about to happen. So what I did was I basically just, um, you know, downloaded a couple of videos from YouTube. You know, you're able to do that. And if, if, you're, if you have YouTube Premium... And I'm going to play a couple of those videos right now. It'll just kind of take us all back, put us in the building, and uh, let us kind of relive this from various different angles across Madison Square Garden. I've got three videos that I'm going to share with you guys today throughout the episode. And let's go ahead and um, indeed play that first video here. Uh, once again, this is just taken by a random fan. I don't know any of these fans personally, but if you happen to be watching, I mean, hey, thank, thanks for uh, shooting this video and thanks for tuning in. But yeah, once again, it just kind of put us back in the building, put us back in that environment, relive Derek Stepan scoring this game-winning goal from the Madison Square Garden stands. And hey, maybe some of you guys listening to this were in the arena that night as well. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and play the first video of Derek Stepan scoring in overtime. Once again, this was shot by a fan who was in attendance for Game 7.
there you go. Obviously a great look uh, from what looked like uh, the upper parts of the arena there, the upper deck. And, um, you know, obviously a great fan shot video there. I, I like those even better, honestly, than the uh, the TV replays because, again, it just kind of puts you in the building and lets you kind of re-experience the whole thing all over again. And uh, it's very easy to end up going down a rabbit hole anytime you've got something like this. I've heard from a couple of you guys that mentioned around this time you like to watch old Ranger highlights, you know, whether it's, Mika Zibanejad scoring five goals or an overtime moment like this, whatever it might be. Um, it's obviously a great way. It's just a lot of fun to pass the time in the offseason and get hyped for the upcoming season as well. And for anybody who's only listening on audio, going to leave those uh, video clips in, even though you're only hearing them and not seeing them. I mean, at least you get to hear uh, the the sounds of Madison Square Garden. And then if you'd like, uh, you can go ahead and watch the, uh, the episode on YouTube if you want to check out some of these videos. But to keep everything rolling here, here's a story from Jared. Hi, John. Enjoy the show. You do a great job. When Derek Stepan scored the game winner, I was in college. I decided to go to one of the bars in town and watch the game there. Everyone there went insane when he scored the game winner, and the bartender gave out free shots to everyone after to celebrate. One of my favorite mo memories as a Rangers fan. Looking forward to hearing where you were when I listened to the show. Yeah, I think uh, like being in college and maybe like high school too, those are the best years. I mean, look, anytime the Rangers have like a big, dramatic, overtime playoff winning game situation, whatever it might be. Um, you know, it's obviously wonderful. And anytime any of your teams uh, wins a championship in any sport, wins a big playoff game, whatever it might be, it's awesome. I feel like college is like the perfect age for that. Cause I mean, you're just, you're ready to party anyway. And then you actually have a reason to do it when, uh, you know, you get a game seven overtime winner like that. And uh, that's a cool bartender too, you know, giving out free shots after to celebrate with everybody. Uh, I'd imagine the, uh, atmosphere in that bar would have been quite a bit different if the Capitals scored, but uh, luckily we'll never have to uh, find out about that. But obviously cool st story there from Jared as well. And uh, he mentioned he's looking forward to hearing my story. I've actually already shared my story on here, but I'm happy to share it again, Jared, and everybody else who might be listening, anybody who might be new to the show and hasn't heard it before. It's probably been at least a couple hundred episodes since I mentioned this. So basically I'm in my apartment. I had a roommate at the time and my girlfriend was over. She's now my wife. And my roommate's girlfriend was over. She's now his wife. And, you know, we're all watching the game. And, you know, me and my wife, big-time Ranger fans, we love this team. You know, we're not going to blink while this Game 7 is going, and especially not in the overtime period. My roommate and his wife, I mean, casual fans, you know, they're, they'll watch it with me, and, you know, they'll, they'll watch it in the playoffs for sure. But uh, they both had to be up fairly early the next day. I don't even remember why. I mean, I think it was a school night, quote-unquote, but... Um, I can't even remember what day of the, the week that it was. But bottom line, uh, they weren't going to be able to stay up for the whole thing. And they went to bed. And I pretty much just said, listen, one way or another, I'm going to wake you up. Like, this game is probably going into overtime. And something big is going to happen. And one way or another, there's going to be a lot of noise coming from this living room. And you are going to get woken up at some point uh, during this night. And then, of course, you know, there's me and my wife. You know, we're still watching the game, obviously. And, you know, it's funny because you watch overtime. And you watch hockey and everything, and you know you have an idea of like what your team is looking forward, look, looking to do, looking to accomplish out there. And obviously, um, you know you're looking for a good scoring opportunity. You don't want to just shoot the puck where it has basically no chance of going in. But when you are watching Game Seven overtime, your ability to kind of process hockey and like understand like a good time to shoot and a good time to pass and everything. It just kind of goes out the window. And it's that way for me. It was that way for my wife as well. Anytime the Rangers had the puck in the capital zone uh, during that overtime period, 
we weren't even saying shoot. We, we were like yelling at the TV, like just score, just score. Like just somebody somehow put this puck in the net, make this puck go into the net, make this game end and make the Rangers go to the Eastern conference final. And that's kind of what we were doing. Uh, but then obviously, you know, they win that face off and you've got Yandel back to Girardi, Girardi, the shot uh, save made Derek step on buries the rebound. And uh, you yeah, know, we just went crazy. I mean, I jumped off of the couch. She stayed on the couch, did my wife. Um, but yeah, I jumped out of the couch and was just like screaming. I just said, yeah, you know, the loudest, yeah, you've ever heard. Ran up to the TV, you know, fist clenched, all pumped up, ran back, you know, we're hugging each other, me and my wife. And, um, you know, my roommate and uh, his wife, you know, very good sports for uh, not getting upset about that. Uh, I'm sure they heard me. I mean, there, there's no way that anybody within like a one mile radius didn't hear me, but they, uh, they either completely slept through it, which would amaze me, or, you know, they heard me going crazy and then just figured, okay, we'll go back to bed. Glad they won blah, blah, blah. But, um, yeah, obviously, uh, uh, fun time for me, fun time for my wife. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that just as much as all you guys did. I'm sure just a, a phenomenal moment in New York Ranger history. So we're gonna keep everything rolling. Uh, I want to uh, get back to your stories. Now that I just shared mine, we're going to go to Rod here. Uh, this is what Rod had to say uh, about Derek Stepan's overtime winner. My Derek Stepan game seven overtime goal. I was in college watching the game in the lower East side on stream and heard a bunch of people outside the building start to yell. And my phone started buzzing like crazy, but the stream was delayed. So the Rangers were just lining up for the face off on the right dot. Long story short, I started freaking out like, Oh God, something happened. The girl I was with was wondering WTF was going on. And the second I saw the rebound go to step on, I lost it. Magical night for step the boys, and yours truly. So that's an interesting story from Rod there because, yeah, I mean, you hear, like, like obviously he's mentioning that he's watching on a stream of some sort that's a little bit behind uh, what some other people are watching on, and that's an interesting situation because, yeah, you hear a commotion, you hear a bunch of noise coming from another room, uh, people that are obviously seeing what happened before you did. So it's like, man, is that a is that a good yell? Is that a bad yell? I mean, I can't even imagine what that would have been like for uh, for Rod here. But you know, I gotta figure you probably had a good feeling when you heard people yelling and screaming. You probably thought it was a good kind of yelling and screaming. I mean, first of all, you know, you can usually tell the difference. Although I guess you never really know for sure until you see what happens for yourself. But I think also the fact that the face off was coming in the capital zone and. You know, obviously the face-off is about to happen and you're hearing somebody else, you know, a whole group of people yelling and screaming and going crazy. You have to like your odds that it's probably the Rangers scored as opposed the Rangers who scored as opposed to the Capitals. So um, yeah, glad that worked out for you. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess it kind of was spoiled for you, but at the same time, who even cares in a situation like that? You know, you uh you had it spoiled for you, but you saw it happen. I'm sure when that puck went to step on, you knew for sure that that was it. It was game over, and Derek Stepan was about to bury that shot, which is obviously exactly what he did. So we're keeping everything rolling in just a second. Got a couple more stories from you guys that I would like to get to. Also going to play a couple other uh, videos uh, from people who were in Madison Square Garden that night. Uh, once again, when Derek Stepan scored this game-winning overtime goal, and we will do that in just a second. All right, let's go ahead and keep everything rolling here. Going to get back to your stories in just a second. But first, did want to play another video, uh, once again, from somebody who obviously attended Game 7 at Madison Square Garden. And uh, let's go ahead and take a look at that. Or in the case of those who are not watching on YouTube, we'll go ahead and take a listen to Derek Stepan's uh, Game 7 overtime winner. <laughs> Come on. 
So one of my favorite things from that video is, you know, obviously it was shot vertically, but the nice thing about that is you get like a nice long view of the entire rink there. And again, for anybody listening on audio, I'll do my best to describe this. But one of my favorite things there is you can see Henrik Lundqvist at the other side of the ice. And as soon as that goal goes in, you know, there he is. He's got a long skate to, to get into the capital zone and join his teammates in celebration. I mean, he went flying up the ice uh, to get to his teammates and a couple guys jumping off the bench, you know, grabbed Lundqvist first before they went over to step on you know, the big pile in the corner there. But uh, that was awesome stuff, obviously. Uh, Going to go ahead, keep everything rolling here. I want to go ahead and uh, get a story here from Aaron. This is what Aaron had to say as far as his experience watching Derek Stepan score this Game 7 overtime winner. Hey, John, I've been listening to your Locked On show for over two years now, and I got to say you're very to the point, and I relate to you as a fan. I was 15 years old when that goal happened. I was always a Ranger fan for life, but it had only been a couple years since I really became invested in the team and began to understand the game and the NHL on a deeper level. I was obviously distraught when they lost in the Cup to the Kings, but the pure elation of seeing Stepan's goal will always stick with me. I was watching the game with my dad and my uncle in our den, and I remember running around the house and wa waking everybody up and my mother yelling at me to be quiet, but I just couldn't be contained. I ended up breaking our front door. <laughs> at side point, man, I really miss Doc Emmerich. He was an all-time legend when it came to calling games. Anyway, keep up the great work, and I hope to hear my story on an episode. Yes, yeah, so D Doc Emmerich, yeah, for my money, the best announcer in the history of sports. For me, my top two, I, I think I would have to go with Doc, and I'd probably have to put uh, Vince Scully in there as well, you know, obviously the famous Dodgers announcer. Um, but as for Emmerich, man, he just, every game that that guy called had a big game feel to it. He could be calling like a preseason game, and you would think it's it's like really, really important, and man, the Rangers really need to win this game. You give him material like this, game seven, I mean, just a game seven in general, but then one that goes into overtime. I mean, he's at the top of his game. And um, yeah, I mean, he's had some legendary calls. He was awesome. And that I remember him yelling, step on, you know, so that was pretty cool. And I do miss Doc Emmerich. And the funny thing is, man, I mean, he retired and he was still at the absolute top of his game. Like there had been no decline whatsoever. I imagine, you know, he just wants to step aside and do some other things. And, you know, knowing him, everybody that has met him has nothing but nice things to say about him. So I almost get the feeling that, maybe part of the reason he wanted to step aside is to just kind of open up that opportunity for somebody else. I mean, obviously he had the chance to call a lot of great hockey games over the years, and maybe he wanted somebody else to start getting those chances. But uh, regardless, yeah, Doc Emmerich was one of the best. And I got to say, Aaron, I do have a question for you reading this story. So Aaron said, I ended up breaking our front door. So you hear a sentence like that. And I have to ask you guys, everybody listening to this, everybody watching this, I ended up breaking our front door. What do you see? What what image comes into your head when somebody mentions that I ended up breaking our front door? And Aaron, you got to you got to clarify this for me and I will go back to this in a future episode. So, I mean, Aaron, did did you kick a hole in the door? Did you like did you like were, were you so happy and and you just like ripped the door off the hinges and it just couldn't be contained in that way and uh cuz you mentioned that you couldn't be contained. So, I have this image like maybe you just pulled the door right out of the hinges and, and you know, just uh broke it in that manner. Or, you know, did, did you just knock out the screen? You know, some of these doors, maybe it's your front door and it has a screen. And you just kind of knock the screen out. That wouldn't be so bad. But I got to know, man, what, what exactly does that mean? I ended up breaking our front door. I need some clarification there. And I think uh, a lot of people watching and listening to this probably do as well. So, all right, let's keep everything going. We got one more story here. And then uh, I'm going to talk about Lafreniere briefly. Also got one more video to wrap up today's episode on of somebody that was uh, you know, obviously in the garden for game seven. But this story comes to us from Ryan. Hopefully this story isn't too late. 
Lead up to that night, I'm a Rangers fan in the military and was stationed a bit south of D.C. at that time. I was nervously watching the Penguins series and then the start of this one. When the Rangers tied the series after Game 2, I had hope. My wife surprised me after work the day of Game 3 with tickets, and we went up to the Verizon Center, now Capital One, for my first playoff hockey game. Loved the experience, but was disappointed in the goose egg and Game 4 that followed. Watched the series on the edge of my seat for Games 5 and 6. Then the night of Game 7, my wife banished me to the basement and went to bed because she couldn't handle my crazy energy. Then I went dead silent as we entered overtime. I think my wife was secretly hoping that we would be eliminated sometime soon so that I would be calmer sooner. Well, I woke up that night with the loudest yeah I have ever shouted indoors, and I'm pretty sure I dented my basement flooring from jumping into the air and falling to my knees while fist pumping. She came downstairs and said, hooray, they won. Now quiet down. Was an incredible series to watch and holds a special memory as my first playoff game attendance, even though that game was a loss. While many from that roster, including Derek, have moved on, I still rewatch the series highlights every year to pump myself up at the start of the season. Hope you enjoyed my long story. Indeed, I did. And that goes back to something I was just talking about. You know, this is the time of year where it is a little bit quiet on the NHL front, that's for sure. You know, I know the Penguins just traded for Carlson and everything, but for the most part, you know, things have kind of calmed down a little bit. But like I said, there's always stuff to talk about on Lockdown Rangers. And one of the things I like to do to pass the time, at least until we get to the preseason, you know, preseason's not the end-all be-all, but it is a form of Ranger hockey. And you know, if you're into this team, you want to watch people uh, play with the Rangers for the first time, you know, all the new people and watch some position battles and whatnot. So um, we got that to look forward to. But yeah, to pass the time, that's a lot of what I do too. You end up going down the rabbit hole and you watch, you know, highlights from, uh, you know, this series, uh, maybe the four to one or down three to one come back against the penguins take your pick whichever one you want there uh maybe you know the series where the rangers beat the canadians to go to the stanley cup final for the first time in 20 years i mean there's plenty to pick from obviously anything from 1994 would be pretty awesome but yeah it's exciting time it's kind of the calm before the storm right now and a great way to kind of pass the time that i can definitely relate to is just watching old highlights and uh, just getting yourself amped up for the following season and also, Ryan, I got to give you props for going into uh, enemy territory there for uh, you know game on the road, a playoff game on the road. That that had to be something else. Uh, I've never attended a Ranger game anywhere other than Madison Square Garden, unless you count the preseason game, which was held uh, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. They played the Islanders, so that was a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I, I've never seen them like as a an away fan, quote unquote, other than the preseason game. So that had to be something else. I mean, not only are you cheering for the Rangers in an away rink, but you're doing it uh, in a playoff game. So I can't even imagine what that was like. I mean, I'm sure there were some other Ranger fans, but uh, I'm sure that you were also outnumbered, you know, by that same token. So very cool story and uh, glad that it worked out for you. And uh, hopefully your wife didn't get too mad at you there. Obviously, hey, it's a big moment. It's game seven overtime. So all bets are off. Uh, but yeah, listen, guys, it's a ton of fun, uh, you know, reading your stories that obviously you guys sent to me over the last couple of days and weeks here. And to just kind of conclude, I mean, yeah, what, what else can be said? Just an awesome moment in Ranger history. Um, it felt like when the Rangers won this game, they could be well on their way to doing something special. Unfortunately, as we know, they lose in seven games to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the Eastern Conference Final. Um, and like I've been saying before, the Rangers, despite not winning a lot of championships, obviously, we have had a lot of really cool, fun, unforgettable legendary moments in the playoffs over the last however many years, you know, go back to 94. Let's go back to 94, about 30 years. Nice round number. 
I mean, three different three to one comebacks, the uh, the shutout by Henrik Lundqvist against the Montreal Canadiens, a whole bunch of other stuff as well. But you know, the championships are few and far between. But at least we do get uh, some pretty cool moments like this from time to time, and some other. Uh, fan bases aren't so lucky. You know, they, they don't get anything like this ever. So at least we get this and uh, hopefully that next championship is coming because one championship in 83 years is just not enough. It's just not enough. But uh, yeah, I mean, to, and to kind of wrap everything up as far as Derek Stepan is concerned, I mean, again, one of my favorite Rangers and uh, he'll have this moment forever. Uh, this past year with the Kane, 73 games, five goals, six assists, so just 11 points in 73 games for Stepan. Also played in 11 playoff games and had just one assist. And as I was talking about before, it seems like his career could be winding down a little bit. Uh, I hope that, you know, some team signs him and he doesn't have to just settle for a PTO or something along those lines. Hopefully he gets a you know, fourth-line job with one of the teams around the NHL. Never say never as far as a reunion with the Rangers, but it feels like their fourth line is pretty much set. I would imagine it could be something like VZ, Bonino, Pitlick on opening night. Maybe Barkley Goodrow is down there and VZ's up a line or, or whatever they want to do. But it seems like they have uh, all the depth forwards uh, that they need. So I wouldn't hold my breath for a step on reunion. Again, never say never, but it doesn't seem like it's in the cards. I just kind of wrap everything up real quick here. I want to mention Alexi Lafreniere. He still does not have a contract. He is still a restricted free agent, but uh, he does remain confident. It would seem that a new contract is close. This is what he had to say uh, to La Presse. I, I not sure if I'm saying that right or not, but this is what he had to say. Just a quick quote from Lafreniere. It's coming. My agent and the Rangers are in discussions, and I hope it will be settled in the next few weeks. Yeah, I think we all hope that. Obviously, uh, you want some resolution here, and um, once that deal is signed by Lafreniere, I mean, they pretty much have their team heading into this upcoming season. You never know, maybe another minor move or two, but given their lack of cap space and given the fact that it looks like this is the roster that they're going to go with, uh, yeah, that's the last big uh, domino to fall for the New York Rangers this offseason. The other little bit of news that got some people talking is that NHL 24 has its cover. Co it, no, let's try this again. NHL 24 has its cover athlete, a little bit of a tongue twister there, and it is Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the release date for the video game is not available. I, mean, I have some thoughts on this in a future episode. I saw some Ranger fans obviously making some noise on Twitter, and I ah, picked the wrong defenseman. It should have been Adam Fox. To my knowledge, I don't think any New York Ranger has ever been on the cover of one of the NHL video game series, you know, the EA Sports NHL, whatever year it is. Um, I'm not sure if maybe some other Rangers have been on the cover of some other games. I think Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey, Gretzky was on the cover, right? And I think he was on the Rangers when that happened. So that's at least one. Um, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about um, the video game and uh, their choice of Kale McCarr. I actually have somebody else in mind that I think should have been the cover athlete this year. Adam Fox would have been a great choice, but it's actually not him. It's not anybody on the Rangers. I'll reveal that in a future episode. Though. We'll, we'll save that for another uh, another day. But to kind of wrap up today's episode, let's go ahead, watch one more video that was shot by a fan in attendance in Madison Square Garden for this Derek Stepan game winner. Uh, I'll play that in just a second. First, though, I do want to just mention that, obviously, thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOn. NYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, this at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely subscribe to Locked on New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I will see you next time.
Rangers! Let's go Rangers! Let's go Rangers! Let's go 